another Thursday night and you're joining us for the 11th time. Thank you for sticking <laughs> with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every time I laugh, I am reminded by the, like the intro laugh and then I'm like oh, I'm just like such like a little like <laughs> like a little like cackle. <laughs> In my beautiful our beautiful singing. Yes. The harmony course. is just perfect. I know. Harmonize all the way. Oh, it's almost Friday. Thank goodness. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad for the week to be almost over. I really need a new show to watch on Netflix or Hulu. I just finished the Chernobyl. Oh, you watched it. Oh, on we HBO, have to talk about that later. And it was so great. So Wasn't now, it? after you finish yeah, watching you need a like, TV show, you need, you need something else to kind of fill that yeah, hole in your Yeah, and it's like, life. you can never find something as good as the last show. <laughs> you're always searching for Until that Until you find that diamond, and then yeah. you're just like, oh. It's like when you least expect it. It's like when you fall in love, you know? It's the same thing with finding <laughs> the right show. You know? Yeah. And there's so many available now on Netflix. And I know. I'm like, I, I'll start one show and be like, eh. Show after show. Yeah. I started a Succession on HBO. I just started Trinkets on Netflix. It was okay. Yeah. It was alright. You should watch, well, I, I've mentioned this, Good Girls. It's very good. I've considered watching it. I it's on my like it. it's on my list, but uh, I need to get going. And that's the same thing with podcasts too. Like when I listen to a good podcast, then I get up to date, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to listen to now? Yeah, once um, you're done like binging it, it's like if you find a really awesome podcast, that's a good day. And then you're like, yes, now I can listen to stuff while I drive to work and yeah. drive home from work for like months. And then when you're it's done, like, you're it's like done. you have new friends too. It's like hey. <laughs> only you're not part of the conversation. You just have to listen. But <laughs> well, so hopefully you guys have found us, and we have filled that awesome commute time for you. Or we're just you know the fill in until you find the right one, and that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take whatever well, we can. I have get. higher standards than she does. <laughs> Um, but please, if you have not already, subscribe to us, rate us. Or share us. Share, comment, share with your friends, folks. Yeah. Come on. Tell everybody you know about this amazing <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, informational, fun. We'll do the Google searches for you. Yes. We will <laughs> copy and paste from Wikipedia ourselves and put it all together yeah. in a nice package. Yeah. So, I think it's my turn now to start first. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm first. Go for it. And this is the third topic. I think it was like a of month ago when I found three different topics and I was like, you have to choose. And we whittled it down. This was actually the one that I wanted to do the most. So oh, it's ironic. save the best for last. It's ironic that it is the last out of the three that I had researched. So now after this topic, then I'm going to actually have to like look on the internet. You're going to have to do some research. And do some research <laughs> about thinking. stuff. So, so your little mm, vacation is about to be over. Yes. So um, have you ever heard, I'm sure you have. Have you ever heard of the curse of the Hope Diamond? Yes, I have. Okay. And, but I don't know. So this to me was inspired by a fabulous, I would say like B-horror movie, Oculus. <laughs> Do you remember that? About the Oculus? haunted mir mirror? 
No, did we see it together? Probably. But <laughs> I love me some good, just, like, average horror. It's not, like, something super phenomenal like The Ring or Silence of the yeah, Lambs. Yeah, you like Scream 4. It's, like, we've already <laughs> covered that, and it's amazing and that is super a underrated. <laughs> Nev Campbell changed my life. Okay, that's... <laughs> Nev Campbell started in the first, but, you know, by the fourth, it was, like, retirement. She came back, though, so that says a lot. About I, the well, premium better, quality. But let's not forget Emma Roberts. That cinema. <laughs> mm. you, there's no forgiving that. The Culkin brother was in it. One of the, like what, 10,000? There's so many, I can't even tell. There's Rory or whatever. But anyway, so I love me a good B-horror film. That It's not like super heavy. It's definitely not really all that scary. There might be like one or two jumps in there. Like you don't have there. to think. You don't have to think about it. And you're like, ooh, love that backstory. You, you can, know, I'm and all you can about, laugh at the terrible acting. <laughs> I'm all about the backstory. Like where did the haunted thing come from? Why is it haunted? So Oculus was this movie about a giant antique mirror that had been around for probably at least 200 years. And like everyone who had the mirror had... had um, befalled some sort of terrible, um, like, death or something. Something terrible had Who happened to all Who was in it? Anybody I know? don't remember their or names. Or is it just, like, just... I don't remember their names, but honestly, people. if we saw them, we would totally recognize them. Oh, okay. I recognize Like, they were in that, that Lifetime guy. movie that... <laughs> um, and I just love the idea of that, like, a chain of, like, a haunted object, you know, that goes through hands and hands down, passed yeah. down, or sold at auction or whatever. Because you could so, see that happening in real life. Yeah. Well, the Hope Diamond is a real thing. Okay. And um, and it has this supposed curse. And I've heard of the Hope Diamond. I'm pretty sure it lives in the Sm- one of the Smithsonian v- Museums in D.C. It lives there. Um, yes, it lives there. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't understand it, and I didn't get it. And I was like, what's the deal with this Hope Diamond? What's the story? I don't understand. So... I did some research, and I found a lot from the Curse of the Hope Diamond documentary on YouTube. Uh, the, <laughs> Look at you watching documentaries. The Travel Channel online. Oh, wow. And the Smithsonian online. Okay. So, the Hope Diamond is a, the rare stone first came into sight in the mid-1600s in India, which was surprising to me. I had no idea it came from India. At the time, India was the main source of the world's diamonds. Uh, A French merchant... Not South Africa. No, no. Um, Here you're all about the bling bling, but here we're about the bling bling. (laughs) Ten points if you know where that reference comes from. Anyway, moving on. A French merchant, Jean-Baptiste Tavernier, impresses the emperor of of India and receives the blue diamond the size of of a deviled egg at the time as a reward. Some disagree with this story, and they think that um, the account happened differently, which really sparked the idea of the diamond being cursed in the first place. So they, some people believe that Jean-Baptiste was not actually given it as a reward, uh-huh. that he stole it. That mm-hmm. he stole the diamond from um, an idol, like so a statue of a god, um, of the eye of a goddess. Um, there was a statue in the palace, and that he just took it out of the eye because i want this i'm gonna take it it's a it's a blue diamond and it is super rare so they believe that he just saw it took Mm. it went went away with it um and that the goddess was so angry that she put a curse on the stone so that's what some people believe don't be taking a woman's diamonds (laughs) (laughs) 
they're a best friend. What can I say? Um, there is no evidence to support that he actually stole the diamond, though. Okay. This um, this did happen with many Europeans going to to India. They a lot of people stole um, relics and jewels and idols, and then went back to Europe and stole them for for you know their rewards. But there's no evidence to actually say that he did. Tavernier goes back to France and he sells the diamond to King Louis the Fourteenth. So King Louis has the diamond cut into more of like a heart shape. And I'm like, why'd you cut that? I hope you use the leftovers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just maybe throw they made those a matching pair of earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing to say what they did with the extra. So I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they. I would hope. I hope so. But those people were pretty lavish. Yeah. You know. So. Um, People say that this was also part of the reason why things went bad, you know, because only the, quote-unquote, only the gods should have had the power to open up a diamond and change its shape. Um, so, shortly after, Tavernier dies after the sale of the diamond, and people spread the story that he was torn apart by dogs, which was most likely false, because, and it continues the legend and the r rumor that the diamond is bad luck. Mm. He, there's no real proof that he was torn apart by dogs, but that's what people like to say. Yeah. Um, regardless, he died. King Louis's got the diamond now. So at the time, King Louis wears the diamond around his neck okay. on a necklace, and it's in this heart shape. In 1715, he dies of medical issues. The diamond stayed with the royal family until it was then stolen during the French Revolution in the late 1700s. So keep in mind what happened to them during the French Revolution. The king and queen were beheaded by the end of the revolution. And the diamond went missing for a few decades. So people think that, you know, the French Revolution, bad luck. Beheading, bad luck. Medical that was all because of the diamond. <laughs> Medical issues. So how old was he when he died? Bad luck. Like young? Uh, that's above my pay grade. I do not know. <laughs> Um, so some people believe that while it was missing, it was actually owned and then sold by King George the Fourth of England, and that they sold it off to pay off his enormous debts. But again, no proof. A lot of no proof in these scenarios. Um, <laughs> well, they didn't have very good records back then. It's <laughs> not. A lot of this, you know, conjecture, rumor, stories, you know, yeah. like word of mouth type stuff. So it, it is hard to going. keep accurate facts going over four hundred yeah. years. Uh, a member of a prominent British banking family was the one to finally acquire the diamond, and his name was Henry Philip Hope, okay. which is where the diamond gets its name. It's a cool name. And then Hope dies. And after he died, the Hope diamond was given to his nephew. It ends up in a few different hands over the next hundred years or so. Wilhelm Falls was a ju Dutch jeweler who recut the diamond again... Like, I mean, is this thing not big enough? I mean, what's the deal? I know. Like, <laughs> don't make it smaller. <laughs> I don't that understand that. Big. I don't get that either. Like, what's the deal? So his son um, ended up murdering him and then killing himself. Damn. I know. So this is now three separate people who have died. Um, the Greek merchant. So, like, so King Louis, the... 14th died of medical issues, then his predecessors in the royal family died. Uh, Tavernier has died. Um, now uh, Wilhelm Falls has died. His son has died. 
So we're mo- we're we're adding up the the bodies a lot here. Of, a lot of dying. Now keep in mind it has been probably about two hundred years at this point. Yeah. But still. Um. So, uh, a Greek merchant, Simon, bless my heart if I can pronounce this correctly, <laughs> Moncharides, Moncharides, don't know. Moving on. He owned the diamond. His curse. He drove his car over a cliff and killed himself, his wife, and his child. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrible. So, eventually, Pierre Cartier, Cartier, you know, like oh, Cartier Diamonds. Yeah. He becomes the new owner of Is that the how Diamond. the Cartier Diamonds started or no? I think they were around already. They were already Cartier. a prominent French jeweler. And then I think they had locations here in New York, too. Or at least a location. So he becomes the new owner in the early 1900s. So in 1910, Evelyn Walsh McLean, who lived in D.C., sees the diamond. Represent. I know. <laughs> sees the diamond and has it reset with white diamonds that go around it. Ooh. So pretty. It is a blue heart. <laughs> I, I approve. With white diamonds around heart it. Heart of the ocean. So I actually have a picture here. <laughs> It's the inspiration for the heart of the ocean oh, okay. and the Titanic. I thought so. Oh, that's pretty. So just imagine. It's a lot smaller than what it started out, right? Yeah. Because they cut it egg, so many man. times. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, where's the egg? So just imagine <laughs> the heart of the ocean, the necklace from the Titanic. That is the real inspiration of, of that of that necklace, and it looks like almost exactly the same, except for it also has a diamond chain. Like it's well, like naturally. a regular chain. You it's got just a, have a sterling <laughs> silver chain. It's got with a white the diamond, diamond chain. on it. There's a blue in the center, and then white diamonds around it, and then a diamond chain for the necklace. Um, so McLean loves it. She resets it, and she puts those white diamonds around it. Um, it was. I'm sorry, also who's McLean? Just a a, a a very rich lady in DC. Okay. She buys it from Cartier. Can't imagine what it was worth I then. I can't imagine what amount of money she paid. For <laughs> I know, and then to to pay to have it have all those little diamonds around it. I'd be afraid to go out. Like well, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I guess she never wore it out. I don't know. I don't know. So um, I mean, the security you'd have to have super maximum. <laughs> don't know. It was also eventually turned into like a pendant on the necklace, and that's like what we see it today. So she's responsible for the reason why it looks the way it looks today. She had it reset in that way. Uh-huh. Um, her mother-in-law died. Her son died at the age of nine. Her husband left her for another woman and later died in a mental hospital. Oh her daughter God. died of a drug overdose at 25, <gasps> and she eventually had to sell her newspaper. Do-do-do-do! The Washington Post. Oh, that's why she's so rich. <laughs> and died owing huge debts to people. Oh, no. So, um, Little Miss Washington Post here. Evelyn's surviving kids sold the diamond to Harry Winston. So not only Cartier owned this diamond, but Winston. And we've heard of Harry Winston diamonds before. Right, right. Um, So, Harry, for the next ten years, the Hope Diamond was shown at many exhibits and charitable events around the world by Harry Winston Incorporated. Including as the central attraction of their Court of Jewels exhibition. On November 10th, 1958, 
they then donated the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian Institution. And almost immediately, the Great Blue Stone became a premier attraction at the Smithsonian. Winston mailed the gem to the Smithsonian for $2.44 in postage. No. And $155 of insurance. Okay, I was like, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, seriously? I would carry that shit. (laughs) I would have that, like, in a lockbox with, like, yeah. a little handcuff, you know, <laughs> on, the, on the thing. With, like, armed guards yeah. surrounding it. He mailed it. Oh, my God. I don't even like mailing, like, Christmas gifts. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, yeah. So, James Todd, the mailman who delivered the diamond to the Smithsonian, apparently, this is also kind of, we don't know for sure, had his leg crushed in a truck accident shortly thereafter. <sighs> He also suffered a head injury in a separate accident. Oh, and his house burned down, too. Oh. That's the <laughs> icing on the cake. So it's not just people that own it. It's people who come into contact with it. I guess. The Hope Diamond ha- was left, um, has left the Smithsonian only four times since it was donated in 1962. It was exhibited for a month in the Louvre in Paris, France, cool. as a part of an exhibition entitled Ten Centuries of French Jewelry. In 1965, the Hope Diamond traveled to South Africa, where it was exhibited at the Rand Easter Show in Johannesburg. In 1984, the diamond was lent to Harry Winston Incorporated in New York as a part of the firm's 50th anniversary celebration. And in 1996, the Hope Diamond was again sent to Harry Winston Incorporated in New York, this time for cleaning and minor restoration work. So it still lives in the Smithsonian today. Those cleaners do. So, it's hard to say how much of it is, like, I mean, the diamond is legit 400 years old. People are going to die. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, it's going to see a lot of people. And a lot of of different owners. Yeah. It's going to pass through a lot of different hands. It's going to change its shape and the way it looks and the way people wear it and use it and things like that. Yeah, and we don't even know if all this is true. And there are a lot of these that we're not 100% sure on. But... Not a lot of good things happening around the diamond. <laughs> Not a lot of good things happening around this thing. So, so if your husband came in and said, "I got you the Hope Diamond," you know, I won the lottery, <laughs> I would give that sucker away for but some I mean, serious money. Well, let's say money wasn't an issue in the magical world. <laughs> would you? Would I you own wear the it? Washington Post. Yes. and have no debts. Yes. <laughs> um, which I actually kind of thought was nice that a woman owned the Washington. I Post. know, right? I didn't know that um, until that Hope Diamond came around. And- I know. Uh, no, I'm, no, I definitely believe in, um, like, cursed objects and how it can follow you. Oh, really? I totally believe that, but I'm more of a supernatural person Do you you are. Do you have anything in your family that's been, like, that you suspect that might have happened? Mm, No. But, like, the, my engagement ring that I have is from the 20s. That's really cool. Someone else owned it. The diamond is, is also vintage. Someone else owned the diamond, and then someone else owned the ring. The or another ring that I have on my other finger that was my great grandmother's, my namesake's ring. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's and like my 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 I have an aunt in my family who's very much a historian, mm-hmm. and she keeps things and passes things down. So we have a lot of very old antiques and furniture and jewelry and things that are connected to my dad's side of the family. We have a lot of yeah, little trinkets I mean, and things like yeah. that. And so, <laughs> um, so I'm used to things like 
passing down through the family. And it would be neat to, I think about like, you know, what would this stuff look like? Like if, if I were to have kids and if they were to have kids and like, it's like however long, that's kind of neat. But I don't think any stuff that we have is cursed. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you would have known of it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, be careful I, about this I ring. Wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. Like, like there's a. I mean, like your leg is crushed, your house burns down, like a suicide, driving off a cliff. Like, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, of there was two varieties. murder suicides, which is kind of yeah. Weird. That's true, yeah. And then, like, you know, having lots of debt and... I guess, like they say, more money, more problems. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But maybe it has something to do, like, with the pressure of, like, having something that expensive, too. Yeah, and I heard that just on a podcast today, that someone um, was saying that they knew someone who came into a lot of money and all they ever did was worry about it. Like, keeping it safe. Yeah. Um, and in the podcast, they were talking a lot about, um, like, wealth and how it you know, doesn't equal happiness. I'm like, screw you. I know. (laughs) I don't necessarily think it it makes you super happy. It makes you comfortable though, in a way. Well, they say at a certain amount, like after, you know, the level of comfort, which, you know, it's different for everybody, but yeah. But I mean, if you look at like people with that, when the lottery have higher rates of depression, because everyone comes out of the woodwork asking them for money, all the time, and it's, like, kind of ter- well, starts to define you. That's what I was Googling before I Googled this, because I was Googling curses, uh-huh. and that was one of the things that I didn't get was um, the curse of winning the lottery. That was going to be my topic. Oh, really? But then it was just so much that I would have to look into, and it's so different from, like, state to state, person to person. There are so many different stories, wow. and a lot of people, like being murdered and people oh, yeah. stealing it from them and then like you said even just things like depression yeah. and anxiety and stress that already is when you're affecting used to them. living one way all of a sudden you're in a mm-hmm. completely different and a lot bracket. of them go bankrupt and things yeah, like that they don't know how to manage it and yeah and they spend it on stupid things yeah so um invest people invest <laughs> gold um so yeah that was going to be my topic, but then I was like, this is much easier. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of that great movie, so. Yeah. Titanic? Titanic and, and <laughs> Oculus. Ugh. Oh, good movie. Good premise. Good story. I liked it. Well, I'm glad they donated it to the Smithsonian so that you know, I people thought about can that. Like, it. if you have something that expensive and you could just sell it and instead you would donate it. Maybe they knew that it was cursed and they wanted to get well, rid of it. Well, that could have been part of it. I wonder if that, like, saved them from being cursed. Because they didn't make money off of it? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that broke the chain. Maybe. Do we know anything? As far as, like, the Smithsonian? No. Or no, who the person who donated it to the Smithsonian. It was just the company. I'm sure Harry okay. Winston was oh, around Winston. at that point. Yeah. Wow. What's yours? Well, tell us. My topic, I'm kind of taken off of uh, current events because I've been really following the story. Um, I'm going to talk about the um, the nine Americans that have suspiciously died in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Yeah, because um, I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's I'm it's it's a debate of whether it's like you know mass hysteria versus or you know media like you know over. Overblowing things, or is this okay. something real? Similar to the 
diamond yeah, stars. Yeah, kind of. It's like, yeah, is this a coincidence or what? So, um, basically, in the past 18 months, there's been nine Americans who have died um, in different resorts in the Dominican Republic. Um, so I kind of, I'm going in chron- chronological order. Like of vacation like, resorts? Yeah. Um, I'm doing chronological order of, um, you know, when from most recent to oldest of when they passed away and the circumstances. Um, June, so June 13th, 2019, Joseph Allen, 55, of New Jersey, was found dead in his hotel. It's called the Terra Linda Resort in Susa, a town in um, Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. Um, they don't really know how he died, but he, all they know, he, he had complained to his friends the night before, he was in a hot tub, um, that he was starting to feel feverish, so he went to bed early, and next day he was feeling feverish dead. in a hot tub? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know when, like, you, you get out of the hot tub. Well, yeah, he did, and he went to sleep, but then he died. So, um, and none of these people to, according to all their families, have any medical issues, had any, like, previous medical conditions that would have caused any of this. Um, June 11th, 2019, Layla Cox, a 53-year-old from um, Staten Island, she went to Excellence Resort in Punta Cana, um, Dominican Republic, to celebrate her birthday and passed away. Her cause of death is still unknown, and her son, Will Cox, says he was told by a rep from the U.S. Embassy that a toxicology report could not be done because, quote, the machines were broken. The son says uh, she has no previous health issues and believes the Dominican Republic is responsible for her death. So he's, like, taken to the media and is really trying to get answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, May 25th, 2019, Miranda Shope Warner, 41, she um, is from Pennsylvania. She traveled to Bahia Principe um, in La, Rom- La Romana, Dominican Republic. Um, side note, uh, I stayed at one of the... <laughs> Bahia Principe hotels when I went to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> so I cheated death, y'all. Um, <laughs> so she went there with her husband to celebrate their wedding anniversary. Um, mm. After they checked into her room, Shope Warner took a drink from the minibar and immediately collapsed and ultimately died. Um, the cause of her death is unknown. In a statement on Wednesday, the, gra- the Grand Bahia Principe said... Ms. Shope Warner's cause of death was determined to be a heart attack, aligning with official statements provided by Mr. Warner, who confirmed she had a history of heart conditions. Um, so I guess this is the one, um, oh, according to this one, I guess the, the family was in agreement that she had heart conditions. So I don't know about that one, but um, May 30th, oh, I went in, well, okay, I did the wrong order, but... <laughs> May 30th, um, <laughs> that comes I'm after going in 25th. Chronological <laughs> order, everybody. A Maryland couple uh, from PG County, Nathaniel Holmes and Cynthia Day, they were newly engaged. They were found dead in their rooms by staff on the day they were scheduled to check out of their hotel. Another Bahia Principe, but in a different location. Um, police say both died of respiratory failure and pulmonary edema, uh, which basically means fluid in the lungs. According to a. Mm. CNN article, um, autopsy results um, show that Holmes died of cirrhosis of the liver and an enlarged heart, while Day died of fluid in the brain. Now, I've heard different things, like, I've also heard, like, fluid in the lungs, like, a lot of, a lot of them came up as 
as being pulmonary edema, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, but according to the statement from Bahia Principe Resorts, of course, they're saying there's no, no correlation between the death of the couple and the ship Warner, um, the lady that died in the other Bahia Principe Resort. Hmm. So they're kind of denying that it had, but I think, um, you know, I don't know. Let, well, let's dig a little more. So April 12th, 2019, Robert Wallace, 67, died after becoming ill um, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Punta Cana. Wallace became sick um, immediately after drinking a scotch from the minibar. Huh. Um, and that's what his uh, son had told the news. Um, and then April 14th, um, State Department confirmed the death of another man due to illness, but don't have any, didn't release his name or any details. Um, January, going back to January, uh, 22nd, 2019, Jared Coran, 78, uh, now granted, not exactly young, but, um, he checked into the Dreams Resort in Punta Cana and died three days later, according to his daughter, um, Kelly Brown. The State Department confirmed Friday that, um, that he did die, um, in the Dominican Republic in January. Authorities told the family that Karen's death was the result of pulmonary edema, again, which means excess fluid in the lungs. Dreams Resort put out a statement that there is, quote, no evidence that this unfortunate incident was the result of anything other than natural causes. Gotta love the name of that resort. I know. Dreams. <laughs> what do we have? Dreams and excellence. If it's, it's like they just pick a, like, a pretty American word. Like, All right, we'll just name it that. <laughs> um, I guess so. Yeah, so it's interesting that he and, uh, and then if I think if one of the others had pulmonary edema, which I don't know much about it, but I don't think that's not something you hear often as being a cause of death, right? I mean... It happens. Yeah. But, um, so July two thousand. comes from heart, heart failure, basically. Oh, okay. Well, you get fluid in your lungs when your heart can't work anymore. Oh, okay. So if you had an enlarged heart... Okay, well... Keep in mind, I have no medical degree. Well, you sounded like you knew what you were doing, <laughs> so you had me going. Um, July 2018, David Harrison, 45, died at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Punta Cana, according to his widow, Don McCoy. This is the same place where... Wallace would fall ill in nine months later, um, also after having mm. a drink. Harrison said he wasn't feeling well when he returned from a snorkeling excursion. Um, the next morning, he was sweating and unable to get up. Um, the cause of death was listed as a heart attack and pulmonary edema by local authorities. Um, so there definitely seems to be a trend here with the pulmonary edema. Uh, and then finally, a year ago, June 2018, Yvette Nicole Sport of PA died at Bahia Principe, Punta Cana. That's the one I stayed at. Um, <laughs> it was initially ruled a heart attack, but family now believe it's a cover-up. She also had taken a drink from the minibar the night before. So there's definitely a common um, theme of having some sort of drink from either the minibar or this hard rock cafe place. Um, you think it's poison? Well, some are speculating um, that it is uh, tainted alcohol or, I um, can't think of the word, not tainted, but um, like that you get from the black market kind of alcohol. <laughs> uh, moonshine? No, no, bootleg? but like, yeah, bootleg. I think that's what I'm going for. 
Um, so, and there's, I saw this YouTube video, this woman, like, I guess in the Dominican Republic, like, mixing this, this alcohol with, like, ice, and then it turns, like, to this white froth, or it's, like, it's just supposed to be vodka or some sort of, like, clear alcohol that she mixes with ice, and then all of a sudden it becomes, like, this white froth, and she's, like, what kind of alcohol would, would do this? Like, this is weird. So, I don't know. I, I was speaking to my boyfriend on the way here, and he's like, no, it's, it's been confirmed. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely the alcohol. And I'm like, I, all the sources I read was just saying that that was, like, a theory. Um, so, and then other, there, you know, once something like this happens, like, everything bad that's happened, like, you know, gets talked yeah. about. So, these are other, un <clears throat> I put, most likely unrelated, but noteworthy, um, we all know about um, David Ortiz, the um, the baseball player who was uh, shot in the back on June 9th while he was at a bar. He's from Dominican Republic, and he was, you uh -huh. know, at home visiting. And um, so he was shot in the back, and there's been different stories about whether or not he was targeted. Um, I mean, it was, someone was trying to kill somebody. They don't know if it was meant to be him or not. So I don't think that's related at all, but... You know, it did happen around the same time, so people are all, oh my gosh. Um, and then another thing I read was a group of Jimmy Buffett fans, members <laughs> members of the Central Oklahoma Parrothead Association, <laughs> told Oklahoma TV station that they became seriously ill while staying at the Hotel Rio Palace Macau in Punta Cana in April of this year. So 47 of the 114 members experienced symptoms, including dizziness, fever, and diarrhea. And oh. then um, the brother it's a of... a great plane ride back. I know, right? God, it'd be like, <laughs> give me a bucket! <laughs> um, the brother of Shark Tank star Barbara Co Corcoran, a um, New, New Jersey native John Corcoran, also died in the Dominican Republic in April, but Corcoran says her brother's death was natural causes related to an existing heart condition. So, I mean, like, those things could just very well be random, but they're worthy of kind of being aware of, I guess. Um, Dominican Republic is uh, basically saying that uh, this is all just media frenzy. Um, the the minister of uh, the Ministry of um, Public Health, uh, their spokesperson um, Carlos Cerro, told Fox News on Wednesday, um, "It's all a hysteria against the Dominican Republic to hurt our tourism. This is a very competitive industry, and we get millions of tourists. We are a popular destination." Um, he also says people are taking aim at us. Um, he mm. he says that. Everyone died of natural causes, and that um, basically saying that I think, you know, this is like below the average of like Americans that die in foreign country each year. Um, he said the testing results are all negative. Everything, the food, the alcohol, the air is normal. There is no alteration of the alcohol. Um, with all the tourists we get every year, we make sure we comply with international standards for everything. Uh, the U.S. State Department has not publicly released any details about the investigation and did not immediately confirm or dispute Sarah's assert assertions about these test results. Now, I know the FBI is currently testing, um, like, the some of the drinks from the mini bar that, um, you know, some of the people that died took. So, they said it could take up to, like, 30 days to get the results of that, and 
Um, I know, like, a lot of them, like, some of the people that died, they're still waiting on the autopsy results. So, I mean, these are just what, like, the police have said or what family members have said. So there's a lot that's up in the air. But to me, I don't know. It's like a lot of these people were not, you know, they, they, as far as we know, they were healthy. You know, they'd been to, the, some of them had been a few times to the Dominican Republic. There was nothing that, you know, we knew of that, you know, would have caused something like this in terms of like pre-existing conditions. So I just, it does feel off to me, you know, like I really tried to put myself in the other mindset of like, okay, like, you know, with the news these days, like they'll try to make anything into a story. So maybe this really is a coincidence, but just the time frame and, you know, just the, it's just kind of suspicious in how it's like ever, it's like ever, oh, it was a heart attack. It was a heart attack. And it's like, okay. Oh yeah. Natural, natural. Yeah. They, you know, like they're just kind of brushing it off. And it's just like, if I were one of the family members, I'd, I'd be wanting, I'd be wanting some answers. That would totally suck if you had a family member that died like overseas, like in a different, in a different like country. Just imagine like the transportation, like (laughs) My husband and I just finished watching Lost, and, like, that's the whole premise for that character, Jack. He only went to Australia just to bring his father back. Yeah. Um, I I wonder what the statistics are for people who die. I think I read somewhere it was, like, an average of, like, 18 per year. Yeah, for, like, the Dominican Republic. But, I mean, if you think about it, think about how many people probably do die of heart heart attacks and things like that. But, like, 41... 53. Yeah. Like the 70-year-old and even the 67-year-old. I don't know. It's not that crazy. It's not that unheard of. And they were all in this very short time. Well, I guess it wasn't super short, but... I think it's... I think the reason why people are making a frenzy over it is because they are close together as far as the time frame. And there are minor details that are similar like the alcohol in the mini bar yeah and the pulmonary edema so people are like oh well this guy and this guy and this guy had it but then what about all the other yeah and, and that's people? that's the that's only like three people yeah the ministry the ministry of tourism was saying like you know well 13 million people go and and come back and, and they're, they're fine. fine yeah but yeah i don't know i just think well i thought it was weird the one guy at the hard rock like, he, he, there were two different people that, like, it's, they were with other people, and they said the moment they drank whatever drink, like, they just, they died. And that's <laughs> what's scary. Like, they just really? dropped dead. The, um, who was it? The, I think it was the Miranda Shope Warner, the one that died on May 25th. That um, sounds like poison. Yeah. Dropped dead. Like, she, um... Yeah, she had a drink from the mini bar and immediate, immediately collapsed. All right, right that's after it. The drink. We're not drinking from any. No mini, mini bars. bars. They're way overpriced anyway. I have actually never had a mini bar drink before. Are you have serious? you? Yeah. Well, first of all, the the establishments that I'm staying in are a little <laughs> they don't bit have mini below <laughs> mini bar. Uh, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like going downstairs to. You know, I to think, the soda machine, and it's just right there. I feel like when I was little and we would go skiing with my parents, I feel like they had a mini bar. But I think 
I would say very few hotels that I've stayed in even had one. I think I've definitely gone when I was younger and thought it was free. <laughs> oh, I'm certain you did. I am certain you did. And your parents just paid that bill like it was nothing. Well, I, I yeah. Um, well, it was my brothers and I, and we heard about it later. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I probably would have thought it was free, too. I was like, wow. I, 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 I all these I almost, I'm almost certain I, I remember my mom being like, now that's not free. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, yeah. We're not that eating later. that. And I remember being like, why not? That's $20. Like, it's snacks. But it's, it's, and or sometimes, it, yeah. like, you have to, like, I think it's locked until you put the money in or something. I feel like there have been ones. I don't know. I, don't I know, know nothing about these fancy things that you call um, <laughs> well, convenience. Well, n- fancy things aren't always the best, apparently. Yeah, I think that's so funny that we had a very similar topic, kind of, in a way. It's like a string of unfor- a series yeah. of unfortunate events that happen. So you don't you think it's just a coincidence? Something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't funny. think that this is weird at all. I know. Usually, I'm all about the. Conspiracy. I know. I was <laughs> expecting you to be all all for it. <laughs> it just doesn't strike me as being that strange. Like things like this happen to people, though. I mean, they're uh, they're an they're a poor country. Like things are gonna go wrong. But for this many people to drop dead in their hotel in like a few months, it is weird that some of the same. It's the same hotels. Yeah. Um. That is a little fishy as well. But the yeah, I mean, I can Principa see like or whatever. Um. <laughs> Bahia Principe. I remember because um, because the stat they they would do a little song like the the people that work there would come out. They'd be like Bahia Principe, Bahia Principe, and they do a little dance. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is a little weird. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, but oh, I can't even imagine singing that song. I'd be like, oh, in like the scorching heat. Yeah, your little khakis and your to Hawaiian like a shirt. bunch of overprivileged people. Yeah, well, it's like let me go back to my resort. <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. But I actually think it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that untoward. I think it sounds all right. Well. I'm sure tickets are on sale for. I that's what I was thinking. That reminds me a lot of um, when that incident happened on the Carnival cruise. Oh yeah. And then like I've always wanted to go on a cruise, and my husband's like, never. (laughs) You know, I just imagine like I I feel like I saw like ads or commercials (laughs) for the cruise lines kind of. Within a month or two after, and I'm like, I don't feel like I've ever seen an ad for this cruise line before. But now I'm seeing a whole bunch. I bet you the tickets went down like crazy for their, oh, their yeah. next year. I don't... They were probably paying people to go. Oh. <laughs> no. But, yeah. I don't know. I just... Something just... And, yeah, it could be the news just trying to make something out of nothing, but... <clears throat> it's just, you know, these people were, for the most part, healthy and, you know... But we don't know that. Yeah, there's, like, no way to know for sure if they really were healthy. They think they're healthy, but you never know. Well, that's true, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But they all had heart attacks? (laughs) I guess. Sure. Sure. There's no way to know. So, so, I'm sorry, you, you feel that that a diamond is more likely to cause people <laughs> to die than tainted alcohol <laughs> at a resort. Just I know, my logic doesn't quite... Yeah, I can see that, yeah. <laughs> I can see it causing his arm to fall off. No, <laughs> I totally could see some something like being tainted or poisoned or 
I just don't think it's like a conspiracy. I think it's just a really unfortunate accidents. But do you think it's kind of like how like the salmonella? So you don't think it lettuce, has anything to do with romaine lettuce? You don't think it has anything to do with the alcohol? It's just like no, it might. Yeah, it oh, might. Okay. Like you know, like how like we were like well, freaked out saying. over the romaine. Yeah, it yeah. could be a situation like that for sure. And then another part's like, well, is it is it on purpose? Like, is it? I don't think it's on purpose though. That's ridiculous. It would be way more people than eight. And are these, yeah, like, really, true. are these, like, people somehow influential, or... This is some serious well, Sherlock Holmes a lot shit, them, if it is. A lot of them <laughs> were from, like... East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. But I then, I mean, too. I'm sure maybe a lot of people from the East Coast travel there. Yeah, because it's, it's closer. Close. Yeah. So, it's yeah. It's a lot closer than, like, going from, like, Wyoming. Yeah. You know. They and have, they have Hawaii. Yeah, and, and I mean, <laughs> oh my god, I was way too old when I realized that Hawaii was not in the Caribbean. <laughs> I remember being like in like elementary school and being like, "That's where it is, right?" <laughs> and then I finally saw a map and I was like, "Eh, like oh, it keeps going, <laughs> it goes all the way." Oh, okay, so it's not there. Yeah. So yeah. I know I totally believe that something. That they either could have died of natural causes or something could have gone, like something that they maybe they ingested something that was bad and then well, that's what it I caused think. them to, to die. I do not think it's on purpose. I do not think it's a conspiracy. I just think it's really unfortunate. Well, I don't think anyone's saying it's like a conspiracy. Well, you said maybe it's not on purpose. That would be a conspiracy. Wouldn't? Wouldn't that just be like terrorism? <laughs> on like Joe Schmo from Pennsylvania? I don't think so. Well, if they're targeting like Americans or. I don't know. Well, there's what like a million Americans going there, and well, these maybe, people are maybe somehow special. Everyone else is smart enough not to drink out of the mini bar because they don't want to pay four dollars <laughs> for a small. Yeah, thing of but coke. I mean, like you know, and it could be, it, it could be like an actual psycho because like we were in the grocery store the other day, and we were gonna get like a like soap, like body wash or something, and like you know, we went to smell it, you know, as yeah, you want to want to smell. Gotta good. get the gotta the get whiff. that good smell. Mm-hmm. And then we took off the top, and there was, like, none, there was no, like, you know, like, little seal. And mm-hmm. I was like, put that shit back on the shelf. I just had and a, my a Diet Pepsi that felt like it had been opened. <laughs> but I drank it anyway. <laughs> and, like, my husband was like, why not? I'm like, because some freak in the factory somewhere could have put all kinds of things there. Because one time I was at a hair cuttery, and they said that they will not receive any of their products once they've been once they've been returned. They will return it, mm-hmm. give you your money back. But they're not going to put it back on the shelf. But they will not put it back on the shelf because people were putting like nair and stuff <gasps> in like the shampoos oh and things. My gosh. People were like putting and like imagine the crazy person, like if this mini bar situation, if yeah. someone just put something in there because you're just waiting to hear that on the news, right? Yeah, you're not like. Like, like an arsonist who sits there and watches the house burn and comes and sees the fire department and, and like, gets off on that craziness, mm. right? Or, like, someone who's, like, helping the investigation for, like, a kidnapped person. Or you are just waiting that maybe you might hear a little news blurb that someone died of whatever. Or it's like, a hotel staff and they're seeing it happen. That's, and th- that to me, like, that is the creepiest, craziest thing when people do things like that, like put Nair in bottles and, and but people do. Or like the, the Tylenol thing in the, yeah, I think it was like 70s or the 80s. Yeah, that was creepy. Like, that is just so strange to me. You know, yeah, because you don't even panic. see what, you don't see them die. You don't get, you know, whatever you get. Yeah. From so I mean, this could this could be like the Tylenol situation, 
where if no one know, remembers that a bunch of people, I believe it was in uh, in and around Chicago. I could be wrong, but I think it was definitely near there, if not in that state. Because that that person was never found, right? They weren't no. sure. There were some theories that I think it was Ted Bundy. I right? think it was like I think so. I think there were it like, was like near wherever he, he's from Seattle, right? Uh, I think he is. Don't know. There were a handful of people that died within a very short time period. I feel like it was like yeah. two weeks, and they had all somehow they ended up figuring out that it was because they had all had um it was a nurse who was Tylenol like wait a minute <laughs> from the same lot number yeah. so that all came from the same location it came from the same factory even though the Tylenol had all been sold in different and stores and that's when they started putting the cotton balls and in that's and when stuff. they started putting the protective seals on stuff yeah. and uh, and then everyone just like it, lord only knows how many things were actually had poison in it because you know Bayer came out and was like throw everything away. Yeah. You know, so everything went down the drain anyway. So all kinds of situations could have occurred years even later, you know, because imagine how long you keep Tylenol in your, right. in your Till it's, cabinet. You know, expired for five years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and you could be like me where you're just like, oh, it's been a month. I need another, I need another bottle. Because <laughs> um, you got all those aches and pains. Or it could be, you know, I just need a Tylenol every now and again. <laughs> you know, could be years. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll have to see. It could be like see. that. It could be like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to see if people <clears throat> keep... I mean, it seems like every time I... You know, I've been looking it up for a few weeks, and every time I looked up, it was like another person was found dead. So it did seem like it was increasing in a short amount of time, so... I'll be honest. Didn't even hear about this story. Really? But I've been pretty busy, so I haven't really been looking at the news at all. I don't know. I think it came up in my... A news feed that was like Maryland Cup one. I was like, oh, and then it just, yeah, it just kept going. And then I noticed the resort name. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Let us know on, on either Facebook or Instagram. Are we on Instagram? No. No. Don't let us, <laughs> don't let us know on Instagram. Just <laughs> Facebook what you think. Is yeah. this a conspiracy theory or, uh, or is it real? You know, or is this just, yeah, is, is this something to be scared of? Would you go to Dominican Republic? Well, if you, if you found it in your news feed, you should try and share it to the page. Yeah. Well, there's tons of articles about oh, it. Oh, okay. Also, tell us, would you wear the Hope Diamond if given the chance? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Would you? Would you? Right. Um, so, as a kind of like an ender, we got an email from a fan, and I have tried to find the answer, and I'll do my best. I'll read the email. Um, howdy. The part I don't get, I told you this is a little funny. The part I don't get is why do people have to use pencils for standardized tests instead of pens? Why the number two pencil specifically, not the number one or number three pencils? <laughs> and they go on. <laughs> it is just a racket. Is it, is it just a racket to get people to buy number two pencils? Do the number one and number three pencil manufacturers feel taken advantage of? <laughs> what happens if you don't use the number two pencil on the SATs? Where can I buy pencils that are not number twos? What is the difference? Who made the decision and why? This is signed A. Rubenstein. Uh, so I looked into that and I found that, and I kind of already know this like as, as someone who does draw, um, I, I've had like, I've had different variations of like the graphite pencil and things like that. So number twos 
are in the middle of the road as far as like how dark it is or how light it is. Oh, so it's not related to size. No, it's not size. It's Ouch, specifically darkness. referring to the lead and or the graphite inside oh, of the pencil. Okay. Um. So while we number our various grades of pencils in the U.S., the rest of the world uses a system of numbers and letters to describe how hard and how black the pencil's lead is. An American number two pencil roughly corresponds with an HB pencil. So if you've ever taken an art class, I can guarantee you've used an HB pencil because that's the, pretty much the standard. If you're using an, a drawing pencil, it's an HB. HB. Okay. Um, HB is kind of like what the world's version of the number two. Okay. Um, the lead is not too dark and it's not too light. It's not Just too perfect. hard and it's not too soft. Kind of like when you get like a gel pen you're like, Ooh, this yeah, writes really smooth writes for me. <laughs> so if you have like a really hard pencil, it doesn't write very smooth and it's kind of like you have to like push hard to get a darker line. So pencils numbered higher than number two have harder leads and are often used by engineers, architects and draftsmen because of their harder points. The underlying logic here is that the harder point gives you greater control of the lead. You'll find softer leads in pencils numbered below two, which are popular with artists because they can help create a wider spectrum of tones, like like value scale, mm -hmm. um, and um, you know a wider range of tones rather than just sticking to the number two. Uh, so will you fail the SATs if you use a number three or number one pencil? Um, <laughs> so it says, uh, there are quite a few reports. Um, I got this from mental floss online, by the way, um, mentalfloss.com, excuse me. Um, quite a few reports from people online who, um, who messed up by using the wrong grade of pencil and still did just fine on the SATs. The general consensus seems to be that the SAT scanners will read a number three pencils mark just the same as it would read um, one from a number two. And some people feel that um, the harder lead in a number three makes erasing tougher. And oh, So um, number three is darker. Yeah. And it ups the chance that a, that a stray smudge um, or incompletely erased mark would be then accidentally read um, and then by the scanner and then could potentially hurt your score. So it's probably best to err on the side of caution and use your number twos. Um, <laughs> so why do the rest of the world use like a different system than we do? Um, and we can thank Henry David Thoreau. And <laughs> um, when graphite was discovered in New Hampshire in the 1820s, John Thoreau and his brother-in-law, Charles Dunbar, built their own pencil factory. And the only problem was that New Hampshire graphite was pretty crummy and it's smeared and made for pretty poor pencils. So mm. that's that's all that I found. How do we know how does it go up to more than three? Like one, two, oh, three, yeah. four? Okay. I've had four like in really, drawing really dark. classes and stuff. The dark, dark, dark stuff is like the charcoal type things. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like softer. I can never remember which is harder, which is softer, which I, is well, darker, which charcoal, is lighter. Charcoal I always think of being softer. Charcoal's definitely softer, but it's really, and that's really dark. Yeah. So, so the, I guess it's lower the than firmer, the number the lighter, two is probably. darker. Yeah. Yeah, because when you think about, like, if you've ever had a really sharpened pencil, it's, like, it's usually lighter than if it's kind of dull. Yeah. So there that's we a good go. thing of thinking about it. I can yeah. never remember which way it goes. But 
Remember how cool mechanical pencils were? Oh, man. And then they had the little things. Click, 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 click. And they're like, oh, I need more lead. Let me get some out. And, you know, you had your little <gasps> You had thing. your little container of then, lead. Yeah. Remember? And you'd ask your friends, hey, can I have some, can I have some can three I have some millimeter lead? or whatever? <laughs> oh, I never said the three millimeter. Well, it didn't, because like certain ones took different sizes, I think. Really? I think so. Oh, God. No, I was yeah. buying the cheapest ones. I didn't have that option. I just remember, like, asking people for it, and then they'd take the top off, and yeah. then they'd click it out, and then give it to you. And you'd have to be careful not to break it, because if you dropped yeah. it, it would break into pieces. Yeah, or if you, like, squeezed it too hard. Yeah, and then they had the little grip things to help, like, oh, that goodness. was so nice. The big pen for her. And, well, <laughs> right. My hands were so tired. <laughs> and I guess the pen thing, like, you know, you can't erase, so I'm guessing that's why you can't take the SATs with a pen. I I would think that it would be stupid to take the and SATs with a pen yeah. because of that. You know, if you, you can't erase, you can't change your mind. And I'm assuming it has something to do with the way that the scanners read it. Yeah. But yeah, that's to answer your question. Yeah. Feel free to email us some more questions at the part I don't get at yeah. gmail.com. These are great questions. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. I, I never <laughs> thought that this podcast would be educational. I know. We did not intend to learn things. I just thought it would be like BS. <laughs> Like BS, like conversations <laughs> about. I mean, if you think about like my second topic, I think we're well, like a third topic was like cannibalism. So I know I didn't think that it was gonna like we were gonna find any kind of facts. Now keep in mind, this is just from a Google search, so um, not extremely <laughs> factual. But there's probably if something we ever true meet a pencil mixed maker, up in there. We'll do an interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone well, in the pencil business. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, thank you for listening. Have we'll a great be... rest two weeks. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be we'll back in two later. weeks to, yeah. <laughs>